When Jesus described the signs that would precede his return, he said that lawlessness will increase and the love of many will grow cold. That seems to describe today's world very well, doesn't it? In this episode of Foreshadow's Report, we're going to explore the trends that reveal lawlessness truly is on the rise, yet another indicator that we're drawing near to the last days. Welcome to Foreshadow's Report. This is Steve Miller. When Jesus' disciples asked him, What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus gave a lengthy response. He listed several signs that will serve as warnings that his return is near. In the previous episode, we looked at one of these signs, the rise of deception. In this episode, we're going to look at another sign. In Matthew 24, 12, Jesus said that lawlessness will increase and the love of many will grow cold. This is a strikingly accurate description of the world we live in today. Let's take a closer look at what Jesus was telling us and how it lines up with the evidence around us. Then we'll close with some scriptural reminder that no matter how bad things get, ultimately, God's justice will prevail. Lawlessness. This word applies well to our day, doesn't it? We see lawlessness all around us, and I'll talk about specific examples in a bit. But first, let's get a clear understanding of what Jesus was saying here. The word lawlessness refers to deliberate, intentional disobedience. It speaks of bold defiance. Jesus was talking about the complete opposite of righteousness. The lawlessness here is a disobedience that has no shame. People who engage in this lawlessness won't even attempt to hide it behind closed doors or under the cover of darkness. They will be bold and even boastful about their sin. They will refuse to recognize any standard of righteousness, especially God's standard. This lawlessness speaks of total rebellion, a complete lack of order, In other words, anarchy. People will have no regard for authority. Jesus said this lawlessness will be increased. The Greek term used here means to multiply or to grow rapidly. Jesus was not talking about a gradual increase, but an explosion. This fits with the truth that evil will be at its worst during the tribulation. People will be consumed with their sins. They will pursue sin aggressively. Imagine a world that pays no attention whatsoever to moral standards and indulges in sin constantly. Conditions will be like they were in Israel during the days of the judges. In those days, Israel had no king, and Judges 17.6 tells us everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Going back to Matthew 24, when Jesus described the days before his return, he said they will be like the days of Noah. Genesis chapter 6 revealed that in those days, the wickedness of man was great in the earth, 
and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Only evil continually. That's what will happen during the end times. People will do whatever they want. They will exercise no moral restraint. They will not only engage in blatant evil, they will also justify it, saying that it's okay. They will obliterate the idea that their behavior is sinful or wrong. We'll talk more about that in a moment. The result of this explosion of lawlessness is that the love of many will grow cold. In the first moments immediately after the rapture, there will be no Christians on earth. There will be no salt and light. Moral and spiritual darkness will be total. Then, according to Revelation chapter 7, God will raise up 144,000 Jewish witnesses who will proclaim the gospel. In this way, God will reach out to those who are left on planet Earth and call them to salvation in Christ. But a massive number of the people in the world will still remain unbelievers. So the prevailing atmosphere will be one of perpetual evil and darkness. Notice that Matthew 24:12 says, Because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Jesus was making a connection between lawlessness and how people will treat one another. Because evil is rampant, and because people refuse to abide by any moral standard, it will be every person for himself. People will no longer care about one another. The explosion of evil will lead to an explosion of selfishness. This lines up with what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Timothy 3, verses 2-5. through He said that people will be lovers of self, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Sin will flood the earth, and evil will be celebrated. As we draw closer to the end times, we can expect lawlessness to ramp up. The foreshadows of this lawlessness are reaching into our day now. And during the tribulation itself, this increase in lawlessness will pave the way for the Antichrist to rise to power. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 describes the Antichrist as the man of lawlessness. This refers to his wicked character. We know from Revelation 13, 7 that the Antichrist will rule the entire world. We are told that his authority will spread over every tribe and people and language and nation. And a world that celebrates evil will be perfectly comfortable with a ruler who is lawless himself. They will feed off of each other. Because the Antichrist is a man of lawlessness, he will delight in evil, and he will encourage it all the more. Because we live in a fallen world, lawlessness has always been with us. 
There's nothing new about it. But Jesus made it clear that lawlessness will explode as never before during the end times. So as we ramp up toward the last days, we can expect lawlessness to ramp up as well. And sure enough, as we look around us, we're seeing lawlessness reach levels we've never seen before. I'll touch on just a few examples of this now. Certain kinds of crimes are no longer being punished. In California, stealing merchandise worth $950 or less is now a misdemeanor. In Washington State, the threshold is $750. What used to be felonies are now considered minor infractions. The result is that law enforcement officers are less likely to take the time to investigate such crime, and district attorneys are less likely to prosecute those who commit them. And it's not stopping there. We're about to see things get worse. There is now a bill in California that, if passed, will mean that store employees can no longer approach or confront someone who is shoplifting. Supposedly, the bill is meant to protect employees from harm. But what it's really doing is making shoplifting legal. It's preventing any kind of action from being taken against someone who is stealing. We've heard all about businesses that have shut down and left the inner city because shoplifting is so rampant that businesses are losing money. On top of that, their employees are often threatened and endangered. The lack of law enforcement and the refusal to punish crime has forced these businesses to the point where they have no option but to leave. A couple years ago, there were major riots all across the country that resulted in extensive property damage and injured many people. Fires destroyed buildings, and people were left without homes or businesses. The vast majority of the rioters who engaged in this lawlessness were never prosecuted. We're now living in a day when criminals have more rights than victims. If a victim fights back against a criminal in self-defense, it's possible the victim could end up in jail and not the criminal. There are new laws being passed that are making it more difficult for police departments to do their work. Defund the police movements have caused city governments to stop supporting their police departments. Police officers have become reluctant to pursue criminal for fear of being penalized or punished. Morale is low and officers are leaving their jobs. More and more police departments in major cities are understaffed, which means fewer officers are available to deal with crime. The shortage of personnel has had other consequences. The city of Austin, Texas, has been in the news repeatedly because of the inordinately slow response times to 911 call. At one point, the city of Austin had only half the number of 911 operators they needed. Similar shortages are affecting law enforcement agencies in other cities. States are passing no-bail laws that allow nonviolent offenders to return to the streets immediately without any jail time. Many of these offenders go on to commit more crimes. A study done in Yolo County, California, reveals that 70% of the criminals released on zero bail were later arrested again for another crime, and nearly 30% of that number 
ended up committing a violent crime, including murder or domestic violence or a carjacking. In New York City, a group of just 10 career criminals were arrested a total of 485 times over a period of roughly two years. Because of no bail laws, these career criminals and others like them are arrested and then immediately released. District attorneys are also allowing a large number of earlier releases from jail and giving shorter sentences. Many criminals have come to realize there are little to no penalties for breaking the law. This encourages repeat criminal behavior. When there are no consequences for crime, the result is more crime. Civilization crumbles and descends into chaos. Here is another way we're entering unprecedented territory. As lawlessness spreads, city and state governments are failing to deal with the problem. They look the other way, or they deny what's happening. In an attempt to make the problem seem less serious than it really is, they change laws in ways that favor criminals. In doing this, they are abandoning the role God has called them to. Romans chapter 13 tells us that governments are instituted by God to enforce good and punish evil. Governments bear the sword for the purpose of bringing judgment against those who break the law. But when governments make laws that favor criminals, and they fail to prosecute those who break the law, and they fail to help officers who are expected to uphold the law, they are abandoning the responsibility God has given them. What's frightening about this is that if the government won't restrain lawlessness, then no one is able to. Governments are the last line of defense against lawlessness, and when they don't do their job, there is nothing left to hold back evil. It will only get worse and spin out of control. I've mentioned only a few examples of lawlessness that have been in the news. The problem is getting worse in a lot of different ways. No matter where we live, we're seeing society break down, not just in the big cities, but in smaller communities as well. Those of you who listen to this podcast from other countries, like Australia, Sweden, Japan, the United Kingdom, you're seeing examples of lawlessness on the rise where you live. One very disturbing example of this that I mention in my book Foreshadows are the many Muslim no-go zones in Europe. These zones are so dominated by Muslims and are so ridden with crime that it's not safe to go into them. Crime is not prosecuted in these zones because it's too dangerous for non-Muslims to enter these areas. For a long time, government officials in Europe denied the existence of these no-go zones. It's only in recent years that authorities have admitted how rampant crime has become in some parts of Europe and how there are many criminals who aren't prosecuted because the government does not want to appear to be oppressing certain classes of people. A little while ago, I mentioned that lawlessness is being justified. It's being excused. For example, if a shoplifter happens to be hungry or is considered to be an oppressed person, then their crime is said to be justified. If a person takes a stand for a politically correct cause, and commits violence in the course of doing so, that violence is excused and is said to be morally justified. The danger of this kind of reasoning 
is that different people are being treated by different standards. Let's imagine two people commit the same crime. One will end up going to jail because they broke the law, but the other won't be prosecuted because the crime was a form of protest against social injustice or some other cause. When this happened, the law is no longer applied evenly. Some people are punished and others aren't, even though they broke the same law. We can expect this kind of reasoning to expand and get worse. More and more, we can expect to see lawlessness be dismissed or rationalized away. For those of us who are Christians, it's discouraging to see lawlessness spiraling out of control. And it's disheartening to see the love of people grow cold. Not only is lawlessness on the rise, but the sin of selfishness. For people to do what is right in their own eyes is to shake their fist in God's face. But there is a key passage in Scripture that we can take comfort in. Galatians 6-7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. God promises to punish sin. Ultimately, evil has consequences. No evildoer will go unpunished. In Isaiah 13.11, God says, I will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will put an end to the pomp of the arrogant and lay low the pompous pride of the ruthless. In Proverbs 11.21, we are told the evil man will not go unpunished. In Romans chapter 2, verse 6, we are told God will render to each person according to their works. Verse 9 goes on to say there will be tribulation and distress for every human being who does evil. At the final judgment described in Revelation 20, we read that all unbelievers will one day stand before God. No one will evade judgment, and anyone whose name is not found in the book of life will be thrown into the lake of fire. Jesus tells us to fully expect that lawlessness will get worse. The closer we come to the end time, the deeper we'll go into uncharted territory. Evil will get worse. But when Christ returns, he will bring an end to it all. He will destroy his enemy and set up his kingdom of righteousness. As King of kings and Lord of lords, he will reign supreme, and from then onward, righteousness, justice, and good will prevail for all eternity. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Foreshadows Report. It's never easy to hear about the ways evil is getting worse in today's world, but we can take comfort in God's sure promise that one day He will bring an end to evil and fill the world with His righteousness. We can be grateful that He has revealed to us in His Word that a wonderful future awaits us. That's the reason He has filled the Bible with prophecies about what is to come, so that we can keep watch and find hope the kind of hope only He can provide. While these podcasts are done weekly, I also post information daily on my Foreshadows Report social media channel at Telegram Messenger channel. If you'd like to follow me daily on Telegram, you can do so by subscribing to Foreshadows Report, or you can go to my website, 
stevemillerresources.com. There, you'll find a link that takes you to my daily Telegram post. In closing, I want to express my appreciation to Harvest House Publishers, which has helped to make these podcasts possible. And thank you very much for listening.